We've got company here this week on the Chasing Greatness podcast. My wife, Laura, is joining us. We're celebrating 35 years of marriage. And the last couple of weeks, I've given you 35 things you can do to stay married, hopefully happily married for 35 years. I hope you've had a chance to listen to both of those episodes. And I have my wife, Laura, joining us today. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, thanks for helping us chase greatness here. I know there's a lot of people going to be listening, and they'll they'll have uh, things that they'll benefit here from this conversation. We've given them a lot of good ideas the last couple of weeks, but I want I want us to dive in a little bit today. So, thanks for being here, and thanks for staying with me for 35 years. It's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been a fun time to reflect the last few days on three and a half decades together. Wow. Thanks for keeping me around. It's good for us to uh, remind ourselves of these 35 things. Exactly. Exactly. And, and let's just kind of start there because I said uh, if you're going to be married 35 years or just married, period, it's going to be hard. And, uh, man, there have been so many ups and downs. It, it, it really is hard to go the distance with somebody else. What, what, how in the world do you do that? What's the secret here? How, how are we? still together because I know there are times you've wanted to, you know, kill me. The grace of God, for sure, yeah. is number one. So let's start there. I, I said on my list when I made my 35 ways to stay married 35 years, I said that marriage was God's idea. And I think the first thing we, we should do, and I, I know we've tried to do this and it really has kind of saved us, is put God uh, at the center of your marriage. It was It really was his idea. Uh, and I think I think when couples have that common bond of faith and and they put their you know their their hope in the right place, that's that's very helpful. Can you say more about that? How that how that has helped us? Sure. Like you said, marriage is God's idea. God is definitely the glue for that um, for the marriage, and and when we do things God's way, that's when. Marriage is easiest and enjoyable as well. Most enjoyable for sure when we when we do things his way. I I, I even made the statement. I think there's there's uh, I mean it blesses it blesses us. It does make it easier, more enjoyable. You're right, but I, I think God's blessing is on it when it's you know when we try to do things definitely. His way. So that's I agree. Yeah, that's been good. Uh, one of the other things I talked about was having shared values. Uh, Say something about that. Like, how how has that been helpful, do you think, for us? Right. Definitely for, in our case, shared values in um, just the way we felt that we would raise children, uh, the way we would parent, the way we would handle our money. It wasn't our money. The fact that we knew it was, we believe it's God's money. And how we would steward our money is really the way I should should put that because that's what I mean. Just and our priorities for life, the way we value life and relationships, being in alignment on those things really does make the walk and the journey together so much easier again and makes it sweeter. Yeah, don't you think that values give us something to kind of anchor back to if we, you know, like if somebody's listening here and they're off track a little bit, it may be that they could just go back and evaluate their values and tie back into, you know, what, what do you really believe about certain things or what have you? And, you know, are you off track 
there a little bit. Those values to me, they give us something to anchor back to that, that have been very helpful. And, you know, money is an example of, you mentioned that that's where we, we, we have been aligned there, but you know, so many couples we know have struggled with, you know, she's raised one way, he's raised another. They right. And that usually is the case, you know, yeah, coming from two totally different backgrounds and our, our backgrounds actually are very similar. And yet you and I had very different, we have different opinions about things. And also, you know, as things change through the course of a marriage, as you go through seasons and different years, it's, you know, it's easy to um, want to make different decisions. I think that maybe go against your values sometimes. So it is very smart to, or be tempted, I should say, to go against what you felt in the beginning was right. I think it's would be good in the beginning to, even though it might sound corny, write down what do we want our marriage to look like? What does a healthy marriage look even like? Even before we're married. I mean, that's Before that's we're married, but even in the first years. And then really go back and have a meeting together, yeah. really, every those. so often. Yeah, once a year or maybe more than that. Maybe on your anniversary, maybe not on your anniversary, maybe the beginning of the year, whenever. Even the best businesses go back and reevaluate what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. They return to their mission statement, their values. And I think that's healthy for a marriage, too, to say, are we on track? Yeah, isn't it crazy? We we would do that for our business, which obviously our business is important, but but and in the, the areas of our lives that matter most, a lot of times we we're just not true to what we really believe, and we don't even think through that. And next thing you know, we're we're wondering why we're struggling. Right, um, that's so true. But sometimes we just roll along and assume it's going to all just stay together. So I know you're passionate about helping parents. Uh, you've you've you know you've invested a lot in young moms and. And you still continue to do that. Um, one of the things that we that we've talked about for really for decades, and and we've we've shared with other people, but we see people struggle here is is we've tried to have, and I, and I shared, I think it was number four on my list a couple of weeks ago to have a spouse centric home, have a have a home that's built. Um, not that the kids aren't important, but I think we see a lot of times the family just revolves around the kids, and that can be. That really can be dangerous. I made the statement that I think the best thing we can do for our kids is have a great marriage. Uh, can Can you talk about that a little bit and why you think that's important for for couples to maybe prioritize? We'll we'll use that word to make to make uh, the marriage the priority and not not the kids. Uh, ki- ch- children can be all consuming, right? I mean, right. And we have four, and they are wonderful, and we love them. <laughs> They're, they're wonder they're, and they've moved out now. So that's, and they are grown and gone they now. They are grown and gone. That's right. But uh, when they're little, you know, it, they do um, require your time. They, they basically demand your time. You, they need you just to live. But it is the greatest gift you can give your children is to have a strong marriage and to love your spouse and to love your spouse well. I, I truly believe that. Even though, again, Children are very uh, time-consuming. They consume almost all your time when they're little. But it's just important to, however you can do it, to carve out little pockets of time for your spouse to connect to, again, like we said before, go back and say, how are we doing on our values? Parenting is a different season. Parenting littles is a totally different season than parenting teenagers. And they're different times. They just require uh different things from you but the relationship with your spouse does need to remain foremost 
And you really do have to work at it. It doesn't just maintain itself like anything in life. It, it's not self-maintaining. It does require effort and time and intentionality. Yeah, and I think one of the ways you can, you know, I, I, I'm talking about on my, I'm doing a Friday series on the four things I'm looking at here. And one of them is fuel. And I'm talking about our physical fitness. And uh, I, I was talking about how you, you uh, for one of these episodes, I was talking about how if, if you know, if we have a, a vehicle that's a, a gasoline engine and we put, you know, diesel into it, we're going to, we're going to wreck our engine. I think one of the ways we continually can fuel our marriage is to, is to just date each other. And I talked about that. I think it was, it was maybe number, it was in, it was in the second week. It was number 20 on the list is to continue to date each other. You know, when we're, when we're, before we're married, we're dating all the time. We're, we're trying to, you know, we're spending all that time together communicating and yet you get married and, and especially after you've been married, you know, 35 years, it's easy to take for granted some things. And yeah, that's true. Uh, it, it, uh, don't you think it's important to still have oh, 100%, those dates and a hundred percent, especially if your um, interests are very different and you and, and I have many are. <laughs> and ours are, you know, there are uh, things you really enjoy doing uh, outside the home and, and me too. And they're, they're just so different. It's very important to have an interest in what your spouse is doing. Even if it's not something that you particularly enjoy, you can still be present and you can still, um, even if you're not participating, you can still um, support your spouse in it and, you know, spectate it. I'm using, I'm really thinking about golf as I'm saying this because, you know, I play golf like Minnie Mouse. So, Big shoes and big shoes, big hands, everything. That's the way that I hit the ball. So even if I can make contact with the ball, but I know that you love golf and I love that you love golf. And I think that you could, I mean, you can appreciate and support your spouse, even in areas that are different. It is important to find some things you have in common though. And well, like I talked were, about that. I'm glad you're you're agreeing with what I said because I'm I'm assuming you haven't listened to the last couple. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, no, I haven't. Yeah, that's good. But I know you'll you'll want to go back and hear what I had to say now and hold me accountable to the to the things that, that I said, which will be good. Yeah. So one of the things I did say, and you'll probably hear about this from one of your buddies or somebody that did listen, is that I said, don't try to change your spouse's weaknesses. And I actually gave the example of the fact that, you know, technology is not your favorite. Uh, part of the world and not that it's I would even say it's a strength for me but you know it'd be easy for me oh I'm inept if, let's just say it no, I, I, I didn't say that but if you if I'm you, saying it if you wanted if you want you know an update run or something it's it's it, it'd be no easy challenge. to look at that and go okay that's going to frustrate me why don't you learn that why don't but but rather than doing that I, I made the statement it's actually it's it's good that you don't know how to do all that that means you need me a little bit so <laughs> which which you really don't need me I do need a lot of help a lot but that, that would be an example. And there's so many things that are weaknesses for me. And you can try to change those, but um, I think I think there's value in uh, not trying to change somebody's weaknesses, but trying to encourage their strengths. Uh, can I you say a little bit that. about that? I mean, sure. you, you think that's... You know, after 35 years, you'd really do get to know someone after living with them for 35 years. And, you know, repeating yourself isn't going to make someone change. <laughs> Saying it louder saying is it not going to make them make change. You more right, I said that exactly. Uh, saying it longer. Saying it twenty-five times. Yep. Being passive aggressive, all the things, all the things. None of that's going to change a person. 
Um, only the Holy Spirit is going to change a person <laughs> when they desire to change and they're ready for a heart change. And some things, you know, just because I think they need to be changed doesn't really even need that mean they need to change. Maybe it's me who needs to change my perspective and my attitude and the way I view things. So it's always easy to think, you know, that I'm right. But no, you shouldn't try to change your spouse. So I, I, I made the statement on the first episode. I said that it, that marriage, uh, it really, it, it works better if you think about the other person before you think about yourself. And I, True. I use this, you know, you know, I talk about this sometimes that I think this is this, this relationship, if you're in a marriage, it's the greatest classroom to learn to be like God. I'll call it the, if somebody's listening, you know, without faith, it's still going to be the, uh, it's going to be the classroom to learn how to serve and sacrifice. Yes. Isn't that true? I mean, it's, uh, there's no better place on the planet to learn to live last and, and to tend to marry somebody. <laughs> I mean, it's, if I look to you to meet all my needs and to complete me, sorry, Jerry Maguire movie, not true, then you're going to fail. You don't complete me at all. The Lord completes me. And you are my friend and my confidant and my um, partner in this journey together. And if I wake up every day looking to you to be my all in all, that's not even fair to you. It's really not. I need to be thinking about how I can love and I can support and I can encourage you. And hopefully you'd be feeling the same way and thinking the same way toward me. And that's what really makes for a beautiful marriage when you're thinking of the other instead of yourself and how can I get my needs met and how can he serve me and what are all the ways he let me down? That's very um, debilitating thinking. And I would really just walk around with a very unhappy life because it would all be so self-centered. And I a hundred percent agree that marriage is a classroom to learn Christ-likeness and to learn to be selfless and to learn to lay down my life and to learn to give and serve and love. Which ultimately may, may be the point. It, it's like maybe God knew we were all selfish and we knew he, it was good that we were not alone because he didn't want us to be lonely. But it's also good that we're not alone because we get to learn stuff when we get around other people. And, and when you get around your spouse, you really do get to learn. And when we learn those things, it is a very fulfilling marriage because at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter how you are or what you've done or you've not done. If I already have that mindset to love and to serve and to be like it Christ. Makes, it makes you a better person, doesn't it? I mean, if somebody's I'm really content. chasing greatness. I'm it, a it, joy. It I have joy and I have peace and I. So I gave, I gave uh, some togethers here. I, I gave five togethers. I want to, I want to get a sentence or two on each one as I, as I say these out loud and, and I'll, I'll let you kind of put your spin on this. But I, the first one I said was to go together. And I talked about the importance of travel and, so 35 years, you got a favorite place that we've been, and do you think it's important to Italy, go together? Italy, yes, and we should go back. <laughs> Italy. I, I talked about Italy. We went for, I think we spent 16 days there a few years ago, and that was really But we've great. had a lot of fun trips. We really have. Yeah. Even seeing the national parks here in America. Every time we see things around America, and we always say. we're going to Charleston say, this weekend. Right. We're America is that. so beautiful. You know, it's there's so many things to see right here in the continental U.S., but yeah. um, I think I have enjoyed every trip. I'm just kind of thinking out loud here why why is it so good to go places with the person that you you care about the most i mean that that just seems to i don't know it's it's just like it freshens things up it gives you exactly. it gets you out of the mundane 
Yes. Out of the routine. You get, it's just easy to slip into everyday routine. Um, get up, do your thing, go to work, you know, come home and barely even look at each other and talk to each other. Cause we just, we get in that, we get in a rut sometimes and travel takes us out of our routine, out of our comfort zone, new place, new bed, new country, new language, new whatever. Or even if you're right here in the United States, you're camping, you know, just different set of circumstances. It makes you um, look at the other person yeah, in a fresh way. Yeah. And so, and, and, and if you, you know, you may not, I mean, it takes some resources to go to Italy or somewhere around the world and you have to save up for that a while. And so, uh, it it might be you know somebody might be listening and think well we can't really do that right now but you can go into the city for a day or you oh, can yeah. go on a hike for an afternoon a hike e- uh, even just get yes. out of the you know do something on a Saturday the state besides parks. watch right TV. go do something free picnics <laughs> yeah exactly yes go on a picnic exactly even things that might be a little out of your comfort zone you know again am I athletic no playing frisbee golf I'm terrible I'm terrible at that but that was so fun just something like that that's new. You know, just we played pickleball. Pickleball. Oh, I was terrible at that, but that was so fun, and I wouldn't mind playing that again. That was just something new. Uh, You you laugh. It helps you laugh at yourself if you're not good like me, and it helps you just to again do something fun together. And you have to be intentional. You were very intentional before we got married to go on dates and to do fun things and be open to everything, canoe rides or whatever. And then it's real easy to get into routine and not do those things. And then anymore. you wonder why your relationship's not working because you, you don't spend any time together. And it's like, well, because yeah, you start eating Cheetos and brownies and wonder why you gain weight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually talking about that next week on, on the move uh, episode. So that's a good little uh, promo for that. Uh, so I, I talked about, uh, and, and maybe this kind of goes with this next one. I said go together, but also grow together. And we're not talking about growing with the cheesecake and brownies <laughs> there. We're talking about growing. And I, and I said it's it's easy, I think, for us to expect our spouse to grow in the same way we are. There's things I am interested in learning about, and there's things you're interested in learning about, and you're growing in that way, and I'm growing in my way. I think the important thing is for both people to be growing. Can you say something about that? And, sure. And just why it's important you, from your well, perspective like- to have a growth mindset? The activities we were talking about a while ago, like golf, even if one spouse is interested and the other's not, you can still have an interest, show an interest and participate in that way uh, with your spouse. And in growth, again, we have different areas, different things we're interested in. So we have different areas that we research and we want to grow. You love everything about old watches. And Mm -hmm. I see you studying and learning about that. And I'm liking stripping furniture and refinishing furniture and finding old things and bringing them back to life and trying to learn techniques for that. It is important to continue to grow. You know, if you're not growing, you're dying. You really, once things quit, once once things, anything quits growing, then it's dying. And you do want to keep growing. Uh, it would be great if you had an area you could grow together. And that's another area you could just be intentional. Find something you can do. It could be something that you want to memorize. It could be a book you want to read together. It could be like pickleball, you're not necessarily a pickleball person, nor am I, but that was something fun we both did together that was new, um, even though you're like a great tennis player. So really, that I guess that, that's a bad example because you were already good at that too. But that's where travel comes in as well because that is something new that you're both yeah, learning and growing and enjoying zone. and some some place you've never been. Now it is something new you've both not done or a place you both have not been. All right, so a couple more of these, and then I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up, and then I'm gonna have you come back next week, and 
I got, I got, we're going to go a little deeper on some of this stuff, but, but let me give you a couple more of these together. So I, I said, I think it's important to eat together and we don't eat every meal together, but we did have breakfast together this morning and that was fun. And, and now the kids are gone and we used to try to get everybody around the table. So many great memories around the table, so many good times around the table. I, I even made the statement that I think it's kind of cool that we're built, you know, it's kind of built into us to need food it, it's it's almost like it's such a community thing to sit and have a meal. And I don't, I, I, again, I don't think we're supposed to have all our meals by ourselves. And at this point in our life, this is a season where it'd be easy for you to eat when you eat, me to eat when I eat. Uh, isn't there something about eating together with your person that is just, I mean, yes. I, I feel like it's important. I do not like to eat alone. In fact, if I was, but that's just, that's just me. If I was going to, um, go to a restaurant and I didn't have someone to participate with me, mm. I would probably be more apt just to eat at home, you know, rather than go out by myself. It's so nice to have a partner in life to do things with. And even though, like you said, we don't eat every meal together, but we, um, cause our schedules are different sometimes when you're traveling and such. But when the kids were growing up, that was very important. We did eat meals together. I grew up with that. That was, I guess you could kind of call it a family value that everybody sits down. Of course, we didn't grow up with cell phones either, but, you know, no cell phones at the table. All, you know, all electronics turned off. Uh, not eating in front of the TV because then you're looking at the TV and not looking at one another. Yeah. It's, it is great to connect. Mealtime. To go screen free. To yeah, go. And, and to connect face to face. And it might be weird if somebody's in the habit of we not like to doing eat outside. that. I mean, that's, that's fun. Yes, that's so, fine too. Something about that that's that's kind of cool. All right, two more. Uh, I, I said you need to play together. You've already talked a little bit about that, but I think it's so important for marriages to continue to, you know, to have some things that you do for fun. It's not all work. It's not all obligation. It's not all yard work. I mean, go do some stuff. Um, I think it's important. But but I want to I want to close with this one here on this this week, and then next week we'll. We'll go a little deeper on this, but I, but I said, I think, you know, you go together, you grow together, you eat together, you play together. And I think you pray together. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not prescribing that everybody prays every day together that like you, you choose how often you want to, you want to do that. But I do think, go back to what we said at the beginning, if you really want to center your relationship on God, I do think there's, there's power in just, uh, I think the prayer I, I shared on the episode last week was you know, God, this is hard. You're the one who made this. We need your help. Can you can you just help us get perspective back that this is not some battleground here. We're really trying to get back to a place of you. I mean, it can be that simple, right? That exactly. That, that just to call on heaven to like help us here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you said maybe not even every day, but I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't need to be every day. I'm just saying people get to choose, but as healthy as you want your marriage to be, yeah. that's how often you need to do it. Yeah. And when I want to be healthy physically, if I hydrate properly and eat the right foods and move and exercise all the days I do that I feel well all the days if I let too many days go by and I don't do that you know my body suffers yeah, why, why would I only do that so, once a week so why would <laughs> I why if I week? know that praying together can only strengthen my marriage and humble me as I'm asking the God of the universe to make us right hold us together you know um, forgive us humble us unite us strengthen us all the things um why would i not do that every day yeah. you know i just um 
We need it every day. And it's hard to stay mad at somebody. It's impossible to stay mad at someone when you're not, when you're praying with them and you are. It does. It does increase intimacy. Being with them. Yes. You know, joy, trust. All the things. it's, It's hard to. It's hard to be better with somebody that you're praying with. It's it is a that's the best prescription, honestly, yeah. for uh, maintaining a healthy marriage. I'd say every day, and that's something we need to do more yeah, every good. day. Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, because it's so easy to get in the habit of not doing that. Right? How crazy is that that we know all the right things to do and what almost comes down when you think about it? Do you want to do you want to have help? from the the one who created marriage or do you want to just kind of go it on your own and, and i don't know i i just know i messed well, up gracious, a lot of stuff when i how many do things times have we messed without. it up <laughs> doing yeah. it our way exactly uh, all the time so exactly. all right so i'm going to ask you to come back one one more week i got a few things i need to we we got a few more here that i want to look at we won't we won't do the whole list of 35 but i got four or five more i want to talk to you about and I think you've you've added uh, some value here, and we're we're looking at marriage this month. It's been it's been good. I'm I'm excited about 35 years. I'm excited about the trip this weekend. We're gonna have a lot of fun, and we're gonna keep trying to make progress here because we we certainly have a long way to go. But it I can I can honestly say, uh, it, well, the research shows you're you're happier. Your stress hormones are lower. You're you're healthier. You live longer if you are in a in a in a solid marriage and i can tell you my life's been so much better because of you so thank you for that thank you i, I feel the same so way about you you that, that you would join me here and uh, i hope i hope those of you who are listening you'll you'll continue to try to level up your own relationship if you have one and if you don't have one you're considering getting married hope some of these things will be helpful as you as you think about what you want to build your your marriage on all right thanks for uh for listening Thanks for sharing. I hope you'll you'll maybe even listen with your spouse. Have some conversations here as you go into the next couple of weeks. Maybe there'll be some things that you even need to talk about and some changes you might even want to make. Uh, just like we're trying to continually push our uh, relationship to the next level, I'm, I'm hoping you'll do the same. All right, love you guys. We'll see you next week.